When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy, returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at searsimports.com. I need service. Like a refill on your drink? Or some more dipping sauces? No, goobers. I need service on my car. Oh, okay. But I still want to refill on my drink. Well, I'm sure the professionals at Sears Imported Autos can help with that because they literally do everything for you. Yeah, I've heard you mention that. Didn't Colin just take his car into the service department at Sears? He did, and it was amazing. And we've owned a few car brands. We've been to a few places. But the service at Sears was beyond. They gave him a free Mercedes loaner while his car was being worked on. Oh, fancy. Oh, absolutely. And obviously with COVID, safety is so important to the family at Sears. If people request, the service pros at Sears Imported Autos will pick up your car, perform the repairs, clean, disinfect, and get it back to you safe and sound. And I must say it feels so nice and it gives you that great peace of mind. I know some places make it a pain to schedule an appointment. How is it at Sears? So simple. No horrible phone trees. You can schedule an appointment right online at searsimports.com. No wonder Sears won best of the best from Mercedes in 2018 and 2019. To me, they are fabulous. No, 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 no. Fabulous every day, every year, for over 55 years, serving four generations of customers. And let's just say, very few can say that. Sears Imported Autos, 10 minutes west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. And online at searsimports.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 8 o'clock and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk Model 71 Everything Entertainment. Everything phone operators. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. Thank you for being here. Uh, I think you'll like today's Down the Rabbit Hole. This is our new segment, which utilizes the part of my brain uh, that is usually wasted because it's full of just useless information about pop culture. Um, I may not be able to tell you uh, the capital of Idaho, but I can absolutely tell you uh, how long Law & Order ran from. Uh, so that's why we created a little segment called Down the Rabbit Hole, where we go deep uh, down the rabbit hole into pieces of pop culture history. Let's go. Here they go down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole. 
today we are going to go to 1989-1990. And this was something that dominated the headlines that year as far as pop culture and television. And that is the firing of Delta Burke from, at that time, the hugely successful Designing Women, a sitcom on CBS about a um, about a Georgia um, uh, interior decorating firm, the Sugar ba- and, and uh, the sisters, Julia Sugarbaker and Suzanne Sugarbaker. Delta Burke uh, was one of the main stars of that show. Arguably, it was her and Dixie Carter. They played sisters, and she played a beauty queen, a former beauty queen in the first uh, season. Um, looked the part, et cetera, et cetera. And when the show debuted, Delta Burke was um, thin, uh, what society would deem as a a thin woman. Uh Um, And as you got into season two, season three, uh, Delta Burke started to put on weight. And the rumor, the tabloids of the time were speculating that the bosses at both CBS and the creators and producers of Designing Women were not happy um, and were basically demanding, uh, putting a lot of pressure on Delta Burke to lose the weight. Um, Now, famously in 1990, Delta Burke did a interview with Barbara Walters about not only the struggle with her weight and the effect that it had on her career, but tied into all of this were about a year, two years of tabloid rumors that Delta Burke was um, hard to deal with. She was trouble. There was trouble on the set and she was doing a star trip and she was hard to work with. And it was straining her relationships with uh, with her cast members, which it it did. Um, so I have pieces of that famous interview from Barbara Walters. Now, you're going to hear a couple names brought up. You're going to hear Dixie. That refers to Dixie Carter, who Dixie and Delta Burke were, were great friends for years. And you're also going to hear the names uh, uh, Linda Bloodworth Thomason. Um, she was one of the creators of the show. And uh, along with her producing partner, they had a, a hugely successful um, production company in the late 80s. So in this first clip you're going to hear from Barbara Walters, she talks about, Delta talks about the producers, basically what I what I said a few minutes ago, the producers not being happy about her gaining weight. And just the honesty that she exudes here, because you guys have to also remember back in these days, stars didn't talk about this. If they gained weight, they certainly didn't talk about it. So this was a giant deal that not only was she gaining the weight, but that she talked about it. Here's a little bit of uh, Barbara Walters and Delta Burke. Began to gain all this weight. You weren't happy about it. Mm-hmm. The producers weren't happy about it. Mm-mm. There was a report last year that the producers suspended you because of your weight. That's mm-hmm. not true. No. You, were you suspended? No. You were not suspended? I wasn't okay. suspended. Were they upset at your weight? I think they were upset with me. I think that, see, in the beginning, when I started to put on the weight, after mm-hmm. the first season, they weren't happy about that. And I was trying to do all these extreme diets to keep the weight yeah. down. But I was told that I would be, you know, CBS would replace me. If you kept getting fatter. Right. And So you were in a panic. I was in a panic. Away. The unhappier I got, the bigger I got. 
and every season I got bigger. And that story has been backed up by executives. It's been backed up now by uh, her colleagues that it was real. I mean, the executives at the network were pressuring her via the producers of the show, Designing Women, that she had to lose the weight, um, that this was unacceptable, this character was a certain way, da-da-da-da-da. Well, as you heard, Delta didn't. I mean, she she every season, she put on a little bit more, which then forced the producers to write that into the character, which actually added a great depth to... to Mm-hmm. Suzanne Sugarbaker. Made her more um, relatable, too. Well, yeah, as a former beauty queen battling with a, yeah. a real issue um, that a lot of people go through. So it they they started to lean into it, and it started to work. I mean, it was an aspect of that character that turned out to be a plus. But as I said, there were other problems circulating in the tabloids with Delta. A lot of fighting on the set. Fighting to the extreme with the male co-creator of the show. Listen to this. Fat. There were other problems on the set, but like, like what? I mean, you work on the set. The show gets more and more successful. Dixie Carter's a very good friend. Uh, uh, Linda and Harry, the producers, are your friends. I mean, what were they doing to you that was so difficult? Well, Harry would yell and scream quite a bit at all of us, and it's rather frightening. And he did put us all in a room and yell and scream and say how ungrateful we were and throw things at us and when i tried to leave he barred the door and when i tried to phone for help he ripped the phone out of my hand and he didn't let me go until he was ready to let me go and i locked myself in my room because i was afraid he would come and he did that's not what i'm hired for i'm not hired to be terrorized or manipulated and he did that to all of us so Whatever Dixie and Hal said, they say very different things away from Lyndon Harry than what came out in the papers. Dixie had, Dixie, Dixie had supported you. And now she has, now, even though you were friends, she hasn't supported you. She supported the producers. Mm-hmm. What hurt the most was Dixie and Hal. I feel a great betrayal and a great sadness. Because they sided with the producer. Yeah. And they did. Mm. Uh, Dixie, Dixie Carter, no matter where the truth was, you know, was, was Delta, uh, going on a star trip? Was she difficult? I even hate that term because they only use that term with women. So I scratch that from the record, but was, was there turmoil with her on the set? Was there drama? Maybe that's a better way to say it. Um, perhaps, but what was very real was Dixie did uh, start to side with the creators of the show in this alleged war, this this war that was brewing on the um, on the uh, on the set, and the producers. Has he ever said anything about that since? Or well, what, what's funny is it took um, it. Well, let me play this last clip, and that's a great question um, because there there was resolution with both uh, Henry and and Linda. And with Dixie Carter, but the resolution took two very different paths. But the producers didn't shy away um, from what Delta saying. They they agreed that Delta was, uh, in their words, difficult. Here's the statement that they put out in public about 
their co- about their star. Now, keep in mind the statement that Barbara's getting ready to read. This was released while Delta was still working for them on designing women. Well, what they said was, and I quote, we are all mentally exhausted from the daily trials and tribulations of Delta Burke. Those are your producers talking about you. Linda said she would verbally annihilate and assassinate me. She said that to my attorney. Um, and, and they were threatening me. I helped create that show as much as they did. She wrote Suzanne Sugarbaker. I have lived Suzanne Sugarbaker. I'm as much a part of the success of that show as they are. I just want to be an equal partner in this. I do not want to be squashed down on the floor like I don't matter or have no brains and nothing I say means anything. What's going to happen now? They're going to hear you saying this. They don't even know you're doing this interview. (laughs) Oh, God. I was afraid to tell them. Oh, my gosh. They did not know. This was another big scandal. They did not know CBS uh, and people wouldn't. Barbara Walters was on ABC. So that's another facet of this. The producers, the network, the co-stars. Nobody knew that Delta Burke had done this sit down with Barbara Walters until it aired. She's very brave to do this. And and she went back to the set. And at the conclusion of the next season, she was fired. Mm-hmm. She wasn't let she was fired. It wasn't like, you know, we're going to let you succeed someplace else. Delta Burke was fired from designing women um, by uh, did the, she ever the work again. She did. What's funny is, as I, um, I I hinted that there was resolution with both the, the two creators and Dixie Carter took very different paths. This interview had aired in 1990. Delta was fired. I believe the conclusion of the 1991 season um, she made up. With Linda Bloodworth Thomason, uh, Thomason in uh, a few years later, and actually Linda produced a designing women spinoff featuring Suzanne Sugarbaker that bombed, but they made up. Sadly, it took Dixie Carter and Delta Burke over a decade to reconcile. Um, there was such deep wounds um, from Delta um, from what allegedly was her perception of of Dixie's lack of loyalty that it took a decade. They then like in 03 they did a designing women um reunion and everyone was happy and you know um all of them Annie Potts, Gene Smart, everyone was okay, everything's made up and they kind of even made I I recently in prep for the segment I went back and I watched that that reunion and it was it was a level of comfortableness so much so that Annie Potts made a joke about this period and everyone including Delta laughed but um but it's interesting you know I look at Delta Burke as kind of a Suzanne Summers yeah and what I and what I all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's Stephen Diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm going to say that. Yeah, what I mean by that is way ahead of their time, a woman standing up um, to a system that looked at them more as ornaments and not as equal players in in a revenue-generating endeavor. (sighs) And um, back then, you didn't. You just shut your mouth and, and 
cashed your check and Delta didn't think that was right. And she was punished for it, just like Suzanne Summers um, 10 years earlier. This was 90. Suzanne did that in like an 80 with Three's Company. And now we look back and in retrospect, um, these women were way ahead of their time, way ahead of their time. Yes. So anyway. do you think that the um, the audience at the time that this came out, because the audience of today is way more likely to believe a celebrity yes. like this. But back then, do you think the overall feeling was here? Yeah. She is being difficult yep. again. And yes. like, yep. they yep. didn't yep. believe her. Nope. So it really wasn't great question. Time. It's no, such a shame. We have a half-price deal as we emerge from the rabbit hole. What do we have today, Don? Do you yes, know? Yes, we have uh, YZ, a cosmetic surgery, surgery and spa. Um, it looks like you're going to get Botox, 30 units of it, for just $195. That's a $390 value. So hurry up and get that because it just went on sale three minutes ago. Uh, go to mytalk1071.com, keyword deals. When we come back, Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert. Hey, ladies, want to go for a test drive? Um, I knew it, Dawn. Jason's buying us a car. So, do you mind if I ask for one with a moonroof and heated cup holders? Guys, I'm not going to buy you a car. We're going to test drive a new smile. Rude. No, goofball. Your smile is great. But look, if you don't like your smile for whatever reason, Dr. Amy at Hughes Dental can take you for a smile test drive. How does that work? Well, after someone does one of Dr. Amy's legendary virtual smile consults and they start to consider veneers, Dr. Amy can do a 30-minute appointment where she puts on a composite material that will show the patient what their actual new smile could look like. That's some Star Wars stuff right there. Well, that's why I call Dr. Amy er, the Yoda of dentistry. Contact Dr. Amy and ask her about virtual smile consults and the smile test drive at Hughes-Dental.com. Oh, and don't forget, Dr. Amy can be your regular dentist, too. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. And follow them on Instagram for the latest promotions. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. It is time to get caught up with the big pop culture stories of the day in the Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, hello, friends. Good morning. It's Good April morning. Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. Good wonderful. Be on the yeah. Great. great. I got to start yeah. taking this day off. <laughs> yeah. And just All staying right. inside. Yeah. What's just Steve going to do to you? Steve doesn't actually like pranks, so he doesn't okay. do them, but I just feel on edge. I feel unsettled. And then. I'm a like I I always believe people so I was called gullible as a kid like oh you're so gullible you'll believe anything and I thought mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like I'm the problem it feels like you're the problem because you're deceitful maybe you're just yeah, very nice point. yeah thank you so anyway I get very nervous on this day um, but let's talk about Britney Spears shall we, we so shall. Um, this is interesting because her social media post uh, in reaction to the documentary framing Britney Spears had a lot of people puzzled over the last couple of days and fans are saying um, that the reaction was not authentic and that her social media manager was the one who posted it uh, but uh, sources with direct knowledge are telling TMZ that Cassie Petrie, who is the social media manager for Britney Spears, did not craft Britney's statement about the Hulu documentary, and she wasn't even aware of Brit's plan to say anything about it until the Instagram post was published. 
Uh, TMZ Mm -hmm. sources are adamant that Britney wrote the caption herself and it Mm -hmm. was posted the day she wrote it. Um, And in it, she says that she feels embarrassed. And uh, those sources say that Britney does feel deeply embarrassed by the documentary, which she's made clear to those closest to her. But she hasn't watched it. She said she hasn't watched it, but she's embarrassed by what she's seen of it. So I don't really get that. Mm. Yeah. I I said this yesterday with a lot of care and a lot of thought. And and I walk gingerly around the topic of Britney Spears because I do not want to come off as making fun of someone that is going through a time. However, if I'm being very honest and I don't think I'm alone, I and I'm not being sassy here. Nobody that watches her Instagram videos can walk away and not say something is different about her. Yes. I am not saying oh, that. Yeah, in that's a, not with, controversial at all, Jace. I, I, I'm not, I but I, I, I know, but I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to add criticism to a woman who doesn't need it, but she is putting it out there. So therefore it's being consumed by the public. And I just have to say, there is a marked difference between what Britney used to be like mm-hmm. and what, and it's almost like she is reverting to being a child. I know. There is a, there is a, you know what I mean, guys? And it's worrisome. And I thought maybe it's just a phase, but my goodness, even like her twirling. And I know it's, oh, she's just showing joy. Um, but there is something worrisome about her, her behavior. And I, I, yeah, I'm 100% anyway. with you. 100% yeah. with you. Because actually, when you watch Framing Britney Spears and you see the interviews with her, you see how commanding of a presence she was. And you yes. see how she, I mean, even in those very uncomfortable interviews where the interviewer was in the wrong in those cases, she was still very strong and, um, and able to stand up for herself, even despite her youth. I mean, when she said to Diane Sawyer... It's not my responsibility to parent these children, to be the role model for these children. You know what I mean? When she was criticized for whatever, I mean, always something. And and in this case, it, it seems like it's that sort of strange baby talk lilt going on that is it's concerning. It totally is. So I don't know, guys. That's the latest there. It was her, not her social media manager. And I do believe TMZ sources on that. Yeah. Um, Isla Fisher talking about constantly being mistaken for Amy Adams. <laughs> Always. Oh, <laughs> Always. Yep. Yep. I mean, and they are both very accomplished actresses. Uh, Amy Adams, of course, has a great Minnesota connection because she performed at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. And uh, Isla Fisher is 45 years old, and she said that they've learned to laugh about it. She said, we laugh about it because Amy has blue eyes and I have brown eyes. Our husbands have laughed about it, too. And she said the comparisons have lessened amid the coronavirus pandemic. Um, And she says, I haven't had it for a while, but I think it's because I've been inside my house for a year. Yeah. Um, But it it is amazing. I mean, they're the photos of them. They look so similar. Yeah, it really is. It's like Katy Perry and um, Kristen Stewart. No. Oh, gosh. She's on New Girl. Oh, Taylor Schilling. No, she's uh, on New Girl. Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel Deschanel and Katy Perry look exactly like that. Got it. Katy Perry. Just as the music came on. All right, friends. Good talk. (laughs) Good talk. You can see more talking from Elizabeth's today at three on Twin Cities Live. We're going to take a very small break. When we come back, more fun after this.
And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. Yes! Yeah! Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. <laughs> what was year was that from? That was 1985. Mm, cocaine. Yeah. No other solution. Steve Kornacki, uh, what did you think of that yeah. uh, Diet Coke? Yeah, anyway, oh, kidding. my gosh. There's a lot. <laughs> lot a lot to take in. It was a lot, a lot to, to take, take in. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that was a lot to take in just now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Steve. You got that yeah. right, Steve. Elmer Fudd, what did you think of it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's on the pipe himself. <laughs> yeah. Alexis, what did you think? Ew, David. Yeah. Ew, uh, Ew David. Oh, Shites Creek. How I love thee. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Lex, have you uh, gone back and uh, started that again? I haven't. Okay. You just reminded me right now. Yeah. I know you're busy. I know you have Family Feud, but I just... Uh, yeah. You're not. yeah. I watched Godzilla and Kong. Yeah. Yeah, Tell the truth, Lex. You're not gonna, are you? Well... <laughs> It's on the list, Come on. I do. No, I, I do plan to because everyone loves it. And I thought, I'm thinking, what am I missing here? I, mm-hmm. I watched three episodes mm-hmm. and it just I didn't feel like it was for me. But you got to keep going. I'm going to keep I'm going to rage through. Yeah, keep going. Because then you might like it. See, what happens is and this is what's been explained to me because I, I haven't put this on the sheet, but uh, we have started two shows that are huge in pop culture that I have never watched, and that's The Office and Arrested Development. Oh, nice. Okay. And I will say that The Office is not grabbing us right away, but we have been told to keep going because what happens is you fall in love with the characters, and then you start... So I'm waiting for that. And I would say, Alexis, that that's the same way with, with Poop Creek. Yeah. Is... Once you start to fall in love with the characters, then it is hysterical and you will appreciate the writing. You will appreciate Moria Rose, (laughs) David. I mean, it's just such rich characters. So the advice that I'm getting for The Office is the advice I would give to you for Shites Creek. Yes, I like it. And, And I would say that say about The Office, too. Same thing. You'll love the characters. Are by you, the end are of you the talking about the wait. American office or the British office? Because that's yeah. the one you should be watching. Well, I'm talking about the American office. Oh, mm-hmm. hell, don't even bother. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's a poor imitation. I, I, yeah, uh, she's right. She's right. Really? Because yeah. they the, the, created, the English people created all those rich characters. The American office is just a reboot of those characters. So yeah. you need to see... The British office, because that's the magic that the yeah. magic of Ricky Gervais and what yeah. he did and all. I mean, that's it, they make it way it's more brilliant. uncomfortable. Like they go brilliant. on for way yeah. too long to where you're like, oh, my God, he's still standing there 
trying yeah. to make that employee laugh. I can't believe this. Okay. Oh, God. It's well, just... and I like... Uh, go ahead, Kenny. I'm sorry. Well, the characters in the American office, the ones I liked were the ones in the background. Stanley, Creed, uh, Dirty Meredith, and Kevin. Uh, th- those four. And, and they didn't have enough lines, and they didn't have enough story uh, storylines. Um, and, and to me, those were the favorites. Um, but everything else, uh, I think Dawn is absolutely dead on. Okay. Lex, you seem to... Watch, I've only watched the American one, so I, I really... I probably need to go and watch the British version of it. Okay. I uh, I yes, am going I am going to watch cuz I do like I like the Brits. I do like the British comedy. I like the sensibility and I do like the smart assness of Rich, Ricky Gervais. Oh so my that's God. my He's type so of humor. brilliant in this. It's just Okay. I maybe we'll switch. I I will say though, if I may talk uh, rest of development, that yeah. is not grabbing me. I want okay. it to grab me, yeah. and and you would think it would be my type of humor. It is not grabbing me yet, and I'm waiting. And I I'm deep into season one, and I'm still not grabbed. Um, so I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting. Here's another uh, ah. thing to turn you on for the British Office. It's two seasons, but they only do six episodes per seasons and a Christmas special. Um, so it's fourteen episodes total, and they're thir- oh. thirty minutes. Oh, I am down like okay, perfect. I'm down. Yeah. Done. Okay. I'm The fun. whole thing is 14 episodes. Where can oh. you watch it? The original? Mm, let's that, see. Let's see here. Let me Netflix. see. I'll ask Siri. Hey mm-hmm. Siri, show me the office. Come on. Okay, she's she's sometimes worthless. Um The Office. Uh two series. Uh oh, you Space. Oh, <laughs> HBO Max. Okay, oh, stop, Siri. Oh, okay, yeah. perfect. Stop, yeah, there's Siri. a couple. Pl- stop, Siri. Oh, you're irritating me now. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So the I'll, I'm going to do that. Great. Thank you, Don. Yep. Thank you for staring me in that direction. And it's also on Hulu. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. Um. So Don has the dish on a <laughs> new Broadway show that <laughs> I just I can't wrap my brain around. Go ahead, Don. Well. Uh, George R.R. Martin, the creator of Game of Thrones, uh, is returning to Westeros for a new tale. This tale is going to be told not on TV screens, but on Broadway. It's going to be like um, kind of like the Cursed Child, what they did with Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, So Ned Stark will be a part of it. Jamie Lannister. Um, it's going to tell the tale of a pivotal moment in the history of Westeros, the tournament of Harrenhal. Um, and my, and this is also going to be, uh, it's going to be played on Broadway in New York city, London's West end and in Australia. Uh, so here's the deal. Finish your damn books. Thank you. Thank you. I was just going to ask that. How's yes. he working on that without finishing the series? He I mean, God. <laughs> Shiny objects. Anything to get away from finishing the book. It's ridiculous. Yes. I don't even like this crap, and I'm with you. Finish do you, your books. Do you think that he has lost all creativity because the TV show went beyond what his he books? could do? 
Oh, well, or beyond <laughs> just the story, like they've reimagined it. So what do you do? Do you write that story or do you go with what maybe you thought you were going to do? I can imagine that can just be an artistic, an artist, like just cremation there. Your creativity is just gone. Oh, an artist cremation. She went deep here. Yeah. You I mean, know, I, I, I can't. I mean, you're a writer. Do you feel, do you think that that would just like just kill it? Well, what was his excuse for the first six years that he hadn't finished it yet before the show came out? Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that too. I mean, th- yeah. he, it's a pattern. I'm just saying, if it was already hard for him, <laughs> I can imagine it's that even harder be, now. His final it would be book, even harder. Yeah, just, but I'm not I mean, giving him an excuse. I'm just saying. I'm sure what happens is, is he gets excited by new projects, you know, and he's ready to go. Shiny and, metal. Right. He just, says the winds of winter will be finished by 2021. Mm. Okay. Well, it's like well. James Cameron with Avatar. Nobody cares anymore. He's doing like four sequels. It's been ten years there. Yeah. Uh, come on. If I, you know who I would be, I would be living if I, if I was the publisher. If I was, this, if I was George's, uh, I would be yeah. so mad. Yeah. It's like, well, you we're gonna get someone yourself, else to write it. Yes. You lock yourself in that room, young man or older man, and you write that book. That's yeah. right. If you yeah. need to go to some tropical island and sequester yourself. You're rich enough now. Do it. You can buy yourself an island. Enough so. of this stupid play. We don't need a Broadway show. We need the book. <laughs> I, I want to see this play. Am I the only I one? I knew you, you're oh the only one. Left. I'm like, oh, I think that sounds fantastic. Oh, I, I think don't... it sounds horrible. Mm. No, 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 At no, least no. it's not a musical. Yeah, there's that. I mean, t- Red Wedding! <laughs> yeah. Shame, shame, shame. Ring the bell. Ooh, and now, you know what we should do, though? Let's talk about something great. Barb and Star DVD we have to give away. That's right. Yeah. The Academy-nominated motion picture, Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar. Yeah. We have a DVD, Blu-ray, digital combo just for you. 651-641-1071-651-641-1071. Time Life operators are standing by, and we're looking for caller number seven. And you'll get encyclopedias as well. I'm just kidding. 651-641-1071. Call now. We're looking for caller number seven. Dawn has jumped the shark when we come back. The Jason and Alexis Show presents The Dynasty Slap of the day. You're finished. You've lost everything. And I now own this house. This house? Are you insane? No. I'm perfectly sane. So take this junk and your blonde tramp and get out of my home. (laughs) This has been the dynasty slap of the day. Joan Crawford-esque. Oh, oh yeah. Man, I love the way actor, actresses used to talk like that. <laughs> oh, my yes. Favorite. Joan Get Collins. Get out of my home. Get out and take your blonde tramp. Oh, Joan <laughs> Collins could drop a line, too, man. She yes. was fantastic. Oh, there's Alexis Carrington Colby Dexter Rowan, one of the greatest characters to come out of the 80s on television. She was just fantastic. Yes. Just delicious. You're just a whore. Company whore. <laughs> Company whore. Whore. And then, then you put her with the great Diane Carroll, who played uh, Dominique Devereaux. There was nothing better. What are you doing here? 
At the moment, I'm having some lovely non-burned champagne and velvet smooth caviar. Not the kind you serve, Alexis. <laughs> oh my god. Ouch. Nothing. <laughs> Do- Dominique used to bust Alexis on her cheap ass caviar and her burnt champagne and it was just so 80s. Oh it was for two rich people to complain about their burnt champagne. It was so <laughs> I mean, good. What the hell is that anyway? Oh, I yeah. have no idea. Oh, I, I don't know. Um speaking of the 80s, uh it is time uh, this will actually came out of the I believe. Yeah, it was the 80s when Fonzie jumped the shark. Yeah. What what has jumped the shark today? Dawn has it. Fire up the boat. I'm jumping the shark. Shark, shark. It's not as good as it used to be. Things have gotten worse, not better. What happened to you? It was dump a mundo. Okay, I've done this one before, actually, but I have another story about it. It is gender reveal parties. Oh. So, two people died in Mexico when a plane being used for a gender reveal stunt crashed into the sea as the parents-to-be and guests cheered for the big moment on shore, what? but it never came. So, the parents were not on board the plane. They had guests on the beach. They hired this plane to have this banner that said, it's a girl, okay? So, TMZ actually has, um, well, it's from the New York Post, but they have video of this plane, because, of course, people were videoing it, Um just flying and then it just plunging into the ocean so you can hear the family watching and then screaming in horror there were four people on board the aircraft two of them died and one person died before rescuers could reach the victims another died while receiving first aid Um, the other two were rescued but um I brought this up because, um, well, it's awful. I've brought it up before. And I got an email from somebody yesterday saying, I've heard you talk about gender reveal parties. And, um, you know, I had one. It didn't go well. People, you know, someone got hurt, but um, it didn't, you know, nobody died, but I'm against them. And I have that person on the phone right now if we want to talk to them. Yeah. Their gender reveal party. Okay, go ahead. Hello and good morning. Hi. What's hey. your name? My name is Jonathan, and I'm calling to reveal that I've oh. had a baby boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, Jason, I heard you're a little uh, upset with me, but, you know, Jason, you got to let it go, man. I'm letting it go. And, um, you know, Dawn, you're if not, you literally you can pick up live, too, because there's going to be a young lady that calls in to say hello to Jason in the morning. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, tomorrow morning? Uh-huh. Line two, sweetie. Line two. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm not going to be here. Okay. I'm not going to be here. I uh, won't be here tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, John, anyway, um, April Fools love you. Happy uh, days. Uh, it's a boy. It's a boy. Oh, April my Fools. Goodness. Bye, Jonathan. Bye, Jonathan. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh. Now, the story really the happened with the crash. Yeah. That's real. But That's he real. And wanted to talk to you, so I thought oh, I'd work Jonathan. it in that way. Thank you. That was fantastic. This is what I heard, though, the whole time he was on. This is what I heard. Just static. Um... Yeah, this is such a good one, and it bears repeating. And you should name it. You should name it. Jump the shark every time there's a new ridiculous story. Can we just be done with these? Sincerely, yeah, honestly, whatever happened to keeping it a seat, uh, like a fun surprise, like Alexis did. 
Mm. Yeah, even from me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, out the vagine. It's a boy. Great. Yeah. Reveal and birth. Done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lex was at a vending machine and Zen was just like, boop, popped right out. It was like, <laughs> she's getting. She became a vending machine. She got it. Yeah. Yeah. She was getting a Snickers and it was like, oh, look, Zen's here. Um, wow. Yeah. But yeah, uh, th- th- this yeah. is so ridiculous. Or and the if fact- you're gonna do it, stick to balloons. Yeah. Oh, what about oh, a yeah. cupcake? You cut the cupcake open. Yes. That's that's fun. Yeah. That's yes. It. None of these explosions. None fireworks, of these fireworks. Yeah. None of these no. like cannons. Don't no. do it. I mean, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Just do like a little penis Jello mold or something. You know what I mean? Oh. Do, yeah. Do we blame or, the parents or do we blame the friends and family? Who do we blame here? Because if we're blaming friends and family, I'm going to say, why don't you people shut up and mind your own business? <laughs> well, they're just invited. No, they're, they're like, just invited, wow. and they probably they probably don't want to go anyway. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, you're not the only person that's ever had a baby, for God's sake. <laughs> God, I love you. There we go. If you're listening and you're... Yourself. If you're a kid... If you're a kid that's being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? Get over yourself. Right? Right, right. You be you. Have a great day. We love you so much. And we'll talk tomorrow. Oh, it's Friday tomorrow. Woo-woo. Yeah. Love you.